0: Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Argyle Chat. Joining me to look back on Saturday's defeat at Northampton is Chris Errington and Jack Ball. Hi guys. Hello.
0: How are you? Gee, how are you?
1: Very well, thank you. Doing good? Recently back from LA. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Happy to be be back in Plymouth. Well, I'm not so sure about that, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, very short chat about Saturday's game because we've got a special guest later on in the show. Um, Argyle legend, let's yeah. call him a legend. Absolutely, Akos Muzaki is uh, on the show. Yeah. Well, not on the show, but Chris, you had a chat with him last week, didn't you? He, so um, he
2: was in Plymouth last week. He was a guest of uh, the club for the Carabao Cup tie against Reading, and uh, Akos and his six-month-old daughter, Chloe, Chloe, came into the office to see us and we had a really good chat with him about uh, all things Argyle what he's up to now favourite players from his time at Argyle mm-hmm. all sorts of topics it was uh, Jack and I had a chat with him it was, it was really good to catch up with him wasn't
0: it? It's really good and he's one of my favourite players I, I wrote on Twitter that that's my free complete now David Frio you, David You've done Norris the hat trick and Akos <laughs> so I'd quite like to have Peter Hamosi that at some point because he scored against Ian Holloway's Leicester so I'd always love him for that but yeah that's a good free and it's always nice when you meet people and they're, they're, they're a decent person and yeah. he came across really well and. Yeah, I think Argo fans would love to chat. Yeah, so they, always,
1: they always say you should never meet your heroes, mm. but you met I've been lucky he, with the three that yeah, I've met.
0: Absolutely. Not, actually, to be fair, I've not met anyone connected to Argyle that's been a bit of a... What can I say on this podcast? A, <laughs> well, a bit different rare. to how I'd like them to be. Yeah, so they've, they, they've all been great. So And absolutely. Akos, and Akos was, was great value, and I think it'll be a great listen.
2: Indeed. So I'm sure the listeners would rather hear Akos than us, but we will just reflect on the Northampton game. First of all, but it is worth sticking with us because Ackles was in very good form.
1: Indeed, that's coming up shortly. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about Northampton then. Um, The first real bump, I suppose, of the Ryan Lowe era?
2: Yes, certainly in the first half. Um, It's it's an interesting one because Ryan Lowe has made no bones about it. This is the way I'm going to play. We're going to play 3-1-4-2. We're going to play out from the back. Alex Palmer's going to get on the ball. He's going to try and pass the ball to the centre-backs or the wing-backs. And this is how we're going to play. And so it is obvious to the opposition that what Argyle are going to do. And it was interesting, against Newport in the away game, uh, Newport sat off a little bit more. Northampton were right on the front foot from the very first. They made sure that Argyle's wing-backs and central defenders either couldn't get on the ball or it was rushed and it was hurried. And then as a consequence of that, Argyle are hitting too many longer balls towards Ryan Lowe not playing through Ryan Taylor not playing through the thirds like Ryan Lowe would want them to do and they just looked really uncomfortable in that first in that first half and it, they were 3-1 down and bar uh, and a Nicky Adams free kick that hit the post and a couple of good saves from Alex Palmer it could have been more and they, they really really struggled and that is a an interesting test because it's the first time they've looked really uncomfortable in the second half, after a couple of changes, um, they were better. Although you would say that perhaps Northampton didn't have quite as much onus to go and attack because they had a two-goal lead and so they were perhaps a little bit more cautious. Although they still had some good opportunities to score. Um, and I suppose I'd say, towards the end of the game, Argyle did improve. Callum Fadzim was good going forward. Uh, Byron Moore missed an absolute sitter, which if he'd scored it, 3-2 with 15 minutes to go with a bit of momentum behind Argyle. Yeah. Wouldn't have been a stretch of the imagination to think they could have gone on and drawn or, or gone on and even won that game. But um, no, you're right, Stuart. It was the sort of first proper bump in the road. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how they respond to that in the next couple of games and certainly in the next away game up at Port Vale. Because, you know, if I'm someone from Port Vale, I'd look at that DVD, look at that first half and the way Northampton played and would want my team to do exactly the same thing that Northampton did. Mm. Disappointing for you, Jack.
1: And Northampton are a good side, but you shouldn't forget that. I mean, mm. they made some really good signings in the that, summer. That, one of them being Nicky Adams, of course.
2: Who and just one quick thing were. before Jack answers that question. Everyone yeah. at Northampton was saying that that's the best they've played under Keith Curl. Yeah. They, were, they said that they'll be playing really well today. And uh, so you know.
0: I think we were all surprised to see Northampton as low down as they are, but sometimes things take a bit of time to set when you've got a new manager come in. And I remember two seasons ago, I think it was, we went to Northampton, and Northampton were battling relegation. Argyle, I think that was the year they the for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, won, yeah. And Northampton blew Argyle away in the performance, they, they won. And I remember thinking, how the hell are Northampton down at that part of the table? Now, I wasn't there on Saturday, but it sounds almost a, a bit similar similar to that. It is a, it's a little bit disappointing, but I, I, I think I'm not alone in saying that Argyle fans, I think, are still very optimistic. There's still a lot to be positive about. There's going to be some defeats every now and again. Um, You've got some players on the bench that in time could be starters and make the team a bit better, possibly. Um, there's a lot to look forward to. There's some more home games coming up and goal being good at home. Um, but Chris is right, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that defeat. But overall, I, I think this is a very good team, a much better team than got promoted from the League 2 last time when they when they went up. Yeah. And I think in time, things will be OK.
2: Indeed. The, the, players, the players knew it wasn't good enough. I spoke to, to Joe Riley afterwards um, and... You know, he scored his first goal for our completely lost in the fact that it was in a 3-1 defeat. But he was very honest, I thought, and just said that we were nowhere near it. You know, there was no excuses, no sort of, well, you know, the penalty was a bit controversial, maybe, maybe not, um, that Northampton took the lead with in the seventh minute. We were nowhere near good enough. You know, team, this is, I think the phrase he used was, this is a little taste of what we can expect from, from teams when we go away from home. If Ryan Lowe is going to stick to his guns of playing this way... Then the opposition are going to counter by trying to press really high and force Argyle into making mistakes. So Argyle are going to have to be better on the ball, defensively, and work their way through. Once they get through the initial press, press. and mm. you can get McFadden or Maya and people like that running at the opposition, then 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 it's happy days. But it's getting through that initial initial uh, initial period of pressure. So looking it, looking overall,
0: though, I mean ten points from the first six games at the start of the season. You know, especially given how our goal started a recent campaigns. So that's not a bad return. You know, it could have been a much worse start with a new manager coming in quite late, new signings coming in quite late. But overall, they have gelled a bit quicker than I thought they might. And you've got likes of Josh Grant, who we've not seen much. He's been good in the Cup. You've got mm-hmm. Will Ameson, who we've not seen yet, who could be a good player. Just signed George Cooper. You've got Jose Baxter, who's only getting back to full fitness. There's a lot
2: to be excited about. There's a lot of not question marks as such but a lot of issues surrounding a lot of players as either players coming back from injury mm. the players that have uh, not had a lot of first team football and are trying to catch up George Cooper Jose Baxter been two obvious ones you know where does Josh Grant fit into the mix defensively because he looks quite promising in the limited time we've mm. we've seen him this there's lots of little issues surrounding, you know, Ryan Taylor's, you know, picking up a foot problem. Don Telford was looking sharp and then was, has been out for a couple of games. Byron Moore was out for four games and has come back. Joel Grant's out. There's lots of issues going around. It's far from a settled um, unit at the moment. And so hopefully things like that will settle down. Um, and I think Ryan Lowe's got the squad that, you know, he's got, he's going to work with, he's happy to work with. Um but things just need to settle down, get a few people up to speed. Josie Baxter, to me, is going to feature at some start featuring at some point because he looks a quality player. You know, Josh Grant, I think, is going to feature at some point in time. So players are going to work their way into the team, and um, hopefully they can just find a bit of consistency. But they've got to understand that you know if you're um, Plymouth Argyle in League Two and you're taking over a thousand away fans to every away game, there's going to be an expectancy from the fans. And the home team are, are going to be up, up for it. You know, in League Two at the moment, who are the big hitters? It's it's not a real big hitters division mm. this year like some years in the past. But sort of Bradford, Plymouth, Swindon, maybe are the, yeah. the the three sort of mm-hmm. you know in inverted commas big hitters. And so when you go to the opposition game, they're going to raise their game. They're going to be up for it. And Northampton certainly were. So I'll need to learn the lessons of that to defeat at Sixfields.
1: Indeed. Well, we'll talk about the games Argyle have got coming up this week after the show, but as promised earlier, here's our interview with Akos Pizaki.
2: Well, we're delighted to have a special guest with us on the Argyle Chat podcast this week, and it is the one and only Akos Pizaki. Akos, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we're in the office at the moment, and we have a new member of your family with us as well. Congratulations. Uh, can you tell us who's with us?
3: Hi. <laughs> uh, uh... Good morning. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is with my little little daughter. She is six months old. Mm-hmm. Her name is Chloe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I'm settled. I have a family now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a fiance. We're gonna get married next summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have another daughter. She's one year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in Hyde Park next to the stadium on the on the on the play playground. And. Yeah. I couldn't get her away from it, so I, <laughs> I, I had to take the small ones with me here to the, in, the state, in the studio. And uh, so now we are together. So, Bye. officially the youngest yes. podcast
0: person ever to be on the podcast. <laughs> yes, so that we've, we've, we've never that. had a six month old on the Argo <laughs> Chat
2: podcast before. So, we've made some history, child minding and podcasting at the same time. <laughs> what more can you ask for? <laughs> so, um, yes, thank you very much for coming along, Akos. It's, it's great to see you. Um, you're in Plymouth this week. Um, uh, you were at the game against Reading in the Caraval Cup on Tuesday. But, but first of all, you know why? Why are you back in Plymouth?
3: So first of all, thanks for your invite here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always nice to to come back to Plymouth. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very important few years in my in my life in my career. So I'm I'm always happy if I could come back. Uh, the occasion this time was uh, uh, I have a football school back home and. Uh, had some a young talented player, and uh, when I spoke with with Argyle about them, they they were very open and they let me bring the two boys to train with an under-18s team. Kevin Hodges was really really supportive, so so I took the opportunity to come with them. I, I take take my family with with me, and uh, and here we are. Yeah, good. And you were at.
2: QPR I believe last Saturday weren't you another one of your former clubs the club actually that you left Argyle to sign for to go to in in 2007 Um, you know what happened to QPR on Saturday
3: yeah um, yes they as soon as they they realised I will come to England uh, they invite me to the game against Wigan and uh, I had a good reception Uh, I'm not here for celebrating me but uh, it's always nice a little bit of uh, of uh, memories, you know, which I which I had, <laughs> it's just just really uh, really my my, uh, my good times, in the in QPR shirt and in Plymouth shirt as well. So it's important now. I'm 37, but uh, those years yeah. which I which I, I was playing professional gone very quick. But it's always uh, nice to to remember the, the, the best parts of it.
2: Now I had the I've had the pleasure of covering Argyle for many years for, for the Herald and Plymouth Live, and I enjoyed watching you play for Argyle, particularly that Norwich City game with the two free kicks. Jack, lifelong Argyle fan. Jack, for my um, sins. For your sins. <laughs> you know what are your memories of
0: uh, Akos as a player? I just remember that time. It was an exciting time. Argyle signed some flare players. I think before that they were very had a job to do, and it was very sort of rigid. But they signed some flare players at UP to how Christian Teamar as well came over. It was just exciting to watch. I remember enjoying games, and that was really the sort of era where I fell in love with football. Do you you ever recognize that you sort of have that sort of role that you're you're like making people fall in love with with the game? Do you ever think about that when you're playing?
3: (laughs) Well, when you play, you're just focusing on your game. Of course, uh, like every other people, we are different. So, the style of the game or the style of the you play it's it's every single player has a different uh, uh, role on the game, mm-hmm. so usually, a goalkeeper is not a flary player or a central defender you know their job is to defend our goal and yeah. and play simple and there is players who are who are play for scoring goals these those are the strikers, and the midfielders like me I was uh, a job which I had to do is to to pick up the balls from the defenders and and serve the ball to the strikers and uh, and uh, I really enjoy that. I really like to to do that. Of course, it's it comes with sometimes with a cheer from the fans, but it's, it's always a team performance and uh, I can only play well if I have a good team surrounding me. So I have the ball a lot of time if I have a good defenders who can feed me and the strikers can score a lot of goals if I'm in a good form, I can feed them. Yeah. So it's, it's like a lot of uh, things together, like a puzzle. And to, to the picture is going to be ready if all the puzzles are in the right place. So, and at the time, we had a quite a, a good puzzles yeah, and it, it, good. It, it, it seems to, to work together. <laughs> uh unfortunately uh we couldn't get promoted from the championship at the time we were not far away from the uh at least the 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 playoffs but uh but things happens for a reason i had to go i had a opportunity to go to QPR uh it was a good decision for me by the end of the day because i got promoted at QPR and uh, but i'm i'm sure that it wouldn't be It couldn't happen if I, if I would wouldn't come to Plymouth and uh, uh, wouldn't play under Tony Pulisi and Holloway and and uh, we had some great, great teammates as well who who become great players in the next couple of years after I left.
2: How did how did a Hungarian midfielder, a young Hungarian midfielder at FC Porto, sign for Plymouth Argyle? You know that was. That was a an unusual move. Then, you know, what? Yeah. How did it come about?
3: I had to come for trial first. Yes, that was in Torquay, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had the game. Yeah, yeah, uh, at Torquay. Yeah.
2: I remember I went to Torquay hoping to see you playing, and they wouldn't open the gates. Yeah. So I peered through one of the gates yeah. to see what I could see because that I, was my best game. So was it? <laughs> but but how did it come about? I mean. When somebody said to you, "You've got the chance to sign for Plymouth Argyle in England," what did you think?
3: First of all, uh, for a Hungarian at the time, oh. it it was it wouldn't be possible before to come to England. Only if you are international player because mm-hmm. we wasn't in the EU. Yeah. So when I when I went to Porto, uh, even that time we wasn't in the EU. So I had to sit on the bench because only three. Uh, players from outside the EU couldn't play in yeah. Portugal, yeah. and they signed four Brazilian and one Hungarian. Of course, I was <laughs> sit on the bench until they had the double nationality. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, uh, that year, uh, uh, Hungary joined the, the the European Union, so opened the yeah. the the transfer window for for England, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Gabor Kiraly, the goalkeeper, yeah. Shandor Torgal, and Zoltan came in the summer, <coughs> and uh, uh, I joined Plymouth in the in in January. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know much about uh, Plymouth, but I I always knew that I would love to play in England, and when this opportunity came, yeah. I, I, foc- I I put uh, uh, in front of my my computer, put Plymouth in the in the Google, and I checked. Plymouth and I, I realized it's very far away, but <laughs> it, it could be a nice place to be. And and uh, and my agent uh, told me that it's a good club, so it's uh, uh, it's very important uh, to to sign some players because it was in close to relegation battle at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I came in January, and uh, you could tell I really enjoyed myself because mm-hmm. uh, the day from 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 day one I I'm I'm just wanted to stay. Uh, Here and that's why I signed the contract in in the summer.
2: Well, Chloe's going to have a little bit of a a say in the in the podcast, but we'll crack on. Although Akos is just going to uh, do a bit of uh, fatherly stuff and give his daughter a good hug, so we'll see how we get on. I mean, that that Argyle team that you ended up playing in, um, Akos, and it wasn't just Peter Halmosi and Christian Timar, though. They both you would you would have had a good. Rapport with them because of your nationality, but there were some good players in that team, weren't there? You know, yeah. who, who did you enjoy playing with in in that Argyle team?
3: Well, in the first six months, it it was uh, we played uh, typical English football. Yeah. I had to say, so we have Mickey Evans up front, yeah. and and we we have so has uh, es, Esnil Esnil has yeah. and. And Shelley, Paul Coney on the right, mm-hmm. Gary Sawyer on the left, mm-hmm. Lee Hodges mm-hmm. after he come back. So we had some, some, Paul Wotton and me in the middle. Mm-hmm. So we are very, very uh, different type of player. And and of course, when you fight against the relegation, you cannot play nice football. You, mm-hmm. the most important thing to get the points, at least one. But if you get if you get to win, that's better. So the first six months was was really a a, a, a way you play it's a needed way and uh, the home we were focusing on the home games because uh, a way we didn't had much luck, but home games we, we 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 picked up the points we needed and and then in the summer uh, we could build something on that base and uh, I think after... When, when uh, Tony Pulis and, and, and Holloway, they attract players as well to play yeah. yeah. Because I think it's very important the, the, who is the manager. Because some players come for the club, but most of the players going for the manager. Because the manager is picking the team. And if the manager wants you, you, you would go anywhere in the world. Yeah. If you know that there is the right place to be for, for playing football. And I think I think uh, we, had, we played some some good stuff in the, in. in Especially in in the Holloways yeah. uh, era,
0: that was definitely the best time I can remember for being. Lagoff, you know, just on the edge of the playoffs. Um, but how you mentioned playing typically English football when you first arrived, how did you find that sort of adapting to that?
3: Very difficult, because I come from Porto, where <laughs> they just want to <laughs> yeah. to 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 get the ball and, and keep the ball and play football and and then you start again and and and. and uh, passing through the back and it's like like a Portuguese type of football and when I came to England this is the the direct football yeah so the first six months I think I never run as much on the football, football <laughs> pitch without the ball yes. because I go to the defenders to ask the ball and they, they try to hit the wrong ball as soon as I get to the strikers we lost the ball and they, so it sometimes it was like a, yeah. a tennis game I was watching <laughs> from the pitch but uh, but uh, of course uh, uh, a player who, who, who is going in a in a different culture have to has to adopt adapt as yeah. well. So that that six months was was a good learning uh, uh, time for me to to realize how I can play here the way I am, but uh, adopt adopting the English way as well. So is it is it is a difficult question to ask because you don't want to lose yourself because. That's not me who is want to play away. I. I it's not me. And they brought you
0: in for a reason because. Yes. Yes. Do you do? But
3: but you you cannot be too different because yeah. then you wouldn't be you wouldn't uh, uh, be a right person in the team. So then they wouldn't play you. It's like similar than Cristiano Ronaldo when he signed for Manchester United. Mm-hmm. in The first year he was struggling. Yeah. Because when he came on he just wanted to play the way he, he was in Portugal, alone and, and yeah. dribble and, and you could tell the teammates didn't like him. But after one year he realized Papa, I have to change, I have to I have to adopt a little bit better and after he was unbelievable. Yeah. But
2: Peter Hamosi yeah, and Christian Timor came in around about the same time. Everyone sort of put you together because you were all from the same country you know how did you and Peter and Christian get on did it help having them at the club did you spend a lot of time with each other yes definitely
3: yeah Peter hasn't spoke English I don't think he learned English in the four years wasn't enough for him to to learn this very complicated language (laughs) but uh, uh, yes of course uh, it's it's good if you have a uh, people in your team who you can talk the same language mm. because there is always problems there is always issues which is, is is not it's not always easy to 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 explain on, on a different language you might not say the right word you, you need to and if you have a compatriot with you you can you can always talk about the problems you can always help each other if for example I was done they helped me to to, to put their hand around my shoulder and say, come on, Akos, yes, we, we can understand, but, 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 so, so, so it's nice. Mm. So you're learning English, save Peter from having to learn it, because <laughs> the we, we should speak English with Peter, but <laughs> it wouldn't work. Yeah, that would be a very short podcast, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Do you stay in touch with Peter and Christian at all? Pete, if you believe it or not, Peter is still playing <laughs> in mm-hmm. Hungary. He went home to to he went back his hometown and uh, their first division club. He's running a club more or less, mm-hmm. but he's a player. Uh, yeah. uh, so he he's still he's still playing. I think this is his last year. And Christian, uh, he stopped sometimes, uh, more or less the same time that I, I was stopping. And he's in coaching. He's a uh, without on second team's coach. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's strange because we were very very united here. But of course, when you when uh, when you mm-hmm. have to to get on with your life, everybody has a family. Everybody has okay. his own way. And I would lie if I I would say we we speak every week. So we don't speak much. If we see each other, of course we. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about the memories yeah. and and how nice it was and and all it's not it's not a normal it's not a usual thing if three Hungarians go to an cl- english club yeah. Yeah. and they're not fighting with each other because Hungarians strange people are happy. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they just go they just this work against the, the, the other Hungarians so it's yeah, but we, unusual for you to all get on well then yes it, yeah it's not as unusual because I think we, we both are a good person so yeah. I cannot imagine that I would do something against them yeah. and they would do the same but yeah it's not always like
0: that. so we've had a few questions coming from some Argyle fans um, I'll, I'll put them to you Michael Kimber asks what your favorite Argyle goal and favorite Argyle moment were if you can remember
3: uh, <laughs> well there is a couple of course the goals are the best part of the game so mm. I, 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 I even now I remember every single goal I scored the most important goal and I think that was one of my best uh, uh, goal in in Arga shirt is believe me or not it was against Watford that first six months mm-hmm. I was playing I was I wasn't bad but I couldn't score and I was I was very put a pressure on myself. Come on, you have to score, you have to score. And uh, the first goal I scored against Watford, it it was I think after four months or three or four months, and we won one nil here in, at home park with my goal, and uh, that was such a relief.
0: And did you did you feel the confidence come back after that it take a weight off your shoulders?
3: For a player, yes, it's it's important. You know, you can work hard. There's a lot of players who are working, 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 mm. but something just missing and uh, for me the, to, to show from myself the, the, the whole picture needs to, to feed the strikers, to give a lot of assist and of course I, have to, I had to score and that was the first moment in, in my professional English career that I scored so it's, it's a very important moment.
0: And as Chris mentioned earlier on you scored two free kicks against Norwich and Dave So asked you your memories about that.
3: I always like to scoring, scoring free kicks, or sorry, taking free kicks. I would like to score more. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and uh, on that game, it's just I just felt this, this is my day, Mm. and uh, we had one free kick. I saw the goalkeeper wasn't, he was good if the ball comes around his hand, but he wasn't very flexible. So I, I, I thought myself. I had to hit the target, and I always hit from the near post. And the goalkeeper—I don't know if he moved, but but the, the the goal just went in. It wasn't a great free kick. It was it was a it was a it was a good shot. But I think if is, is if the goalkeeper is Peter Cech, he wouldn't be in. But but because at the time it was the the goalkeeper of Norwich, then it was a it was a goal, and then. We had exactly same, <laughs> same spot. Another, another yeah. free kick, and I, in <laughs> this case, usually what what a, what a, what the player do is first you hit the near post, second you hit the far post because the keeper. You know. yeah. But because he wasn't going anywhere, and for the first goal, I was thinking, okay, let's try to hit the near post. But now, if I want to score, I had to, I had to hit it harder, stronger. Yeah. So. But the goalkeeper went before the visitor a little bit, so he he moved behind the wall. But I was lucky enough to hit the post and then bouncing behind the goal line and came out. And I I didn't know was it in or was it not? The, the game went on, and but the yeah. the linesman showed that it was a goal. So it, it was a very good. Feeling. Because you were there, and you, was, you mentioned that it you. was
2: it was a great day that one. <laughs> it was three one at Norwich. Yeah. Carroll Road was a really nice stadium, yeah, it was full big crowds, yeah. and, and Argyle, all black kit, played yeah. really well that day. Yeah. Barry Hales, I think, got the other yeah. goal yeah. Um, that, that day. And it was it was around about that time when you were really clicking under Ian Holloway, you know, Ebanks Blake and yeah. Hales and, and, and Peter that was the first game of Peter Hamas, yeah.
3: if you know Yeah. He, uh, Peter joined, I think, that week. Yeah. And and really put him in the starting lineup. So it'd have been Maybe him that, and
2: that. and Shark and you and I mean just just thinking about it now, you know what an exciting golden age it was. I mean it it was. you know when you look at Arvell's history, Athos, that that season under Ian Holloway where you almost got in the playoffs, that's about as high as Plymouth have ever yeah. got in the yeah. the football well, ladder. Now we can dream that at some time in the future they might be able to get yeah. up there, but that was as good as it got and that is why players like yourself when you come back to the city I think people are so pleased to see you because you know it, that was a great team to watch well, that's the thing I, you know as an Argyle fan you, you, you just sort of accept that you're going to
0: be in Division 1 or League 1, League 2 for, for most of the time but when we were up there it was so exciting to watch and I mm. think most fans still remember it now yeah. and there were fans written in I mean you were at Argyle to watch the game on Tuesday night um, got a good reception from Argyle fans as always Dave McCartney's asked, which player did you see on your visit at home park that you think will have a good impact this season?
3: First of all, I, I, I was here three years ago when, when you got promoted uh, to League One. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now, after three years, if I can compare to, to that team, to, to the team I saw on Tuesday, I think this team is way better than that one. So I can see what the manager tried to play. I can see the, the football he wants to, to play mm-hmm. and and it's he wants to Arga to play modern football. Attacking minded, the fullbacks, bonbon, bon and, yeah. and, and positive if the if the player has the ball and has to go to space, drive drive on the space and, and, and try to, to pick the man forward not not in not kicking the long balls and you have some good players. The number 10 mayor, he, he played really well in the first half. I can understand, you know, you play against Reading, Reading underestimated Plymouth a little bit in the first half, and it's always easier to play against a good, good, good team than the bad team. So, yeah. Yeah. so I guess in the League 2 it's going to be different games. You had to play, and you had If you go Tuesday night somewhere, somewhere in League 2, it's not going to be a, a nice, beautiful game. Yeah. But with... If you can't play like that, then I don't see the point why I cannot cannot go higher. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Plymouth deserve to to be much higher. This these people who support It was I think more, ten thousand people Nearly, yeah. on yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I heard that it was the same on, on the weekend. Yeah. So it's not like one 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 off situation. So people starting to coming back because the players playing attractive football, mm. and you can see if they play well, they got the results so it's it's not a very complicated game it's just you have to play football you have to to keep the ball and if you have the right people and the right manager in charge then then you will have success and If you see Swansea a couple of years ago, they were league two league mm. one yeah. It's um, interesting
0: you said you were here three years ago when I got promoted. Hopefully you're a good, you're a good, uh, yeah, good omen, a lucky good. omen, and we'll do the same this year. Yeah.
2: I <laughs> mean, you mentioned Danny Meyer, and he is the Argyle number ten. And you didn't wear the number ten, but you were sort of in that role at times. And he's somebody that's really excited the fans. You know, they had Graham Carey uh, before, who was, was in the number ten mm-hmm. shirt, yeah. and, you know, I thought he was possibly Argyle's best player since you were at the club. The technical ability he mm-hmm. had. And now Danny may has come in as, a, as his replacement, and he's doing really well so it's interesting that you sort of i'm not surprised you liked him he 's a very talented player he can play at a high level uh,
3: mm. because uh, I was a midfielder of course i'm first i looking for a midfielder yeah and uh, he was the player who who not afraid to take on defenders mm-hmm. who who have uh, can create things he mm-hmm. created a lot of dangerous situations. i don't know how old is he but uh 28 27, 27 28 27, yeah. 20. mm-hmm. so he's in a good age mm-hmm. uh he looked really good mm-hmm. i mean it's really hard to compare players to each other like yeah. when i was here they they compared me to De- to david free yeah and uh, then uh, mm. Mayer has been compared yes. to the Bricary to Dragan yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are all different, yes. and we we play in a different team against a different opposition. Mm. So it's the most important thing to fans to like the players who are who have the shirt, <laughs> and mm. and uh, and Danny Mayer. He's lucky to play for not lucky because he deserves to play. But yeah. I'm jealous because I would love to mm. to have a number ten shirt right now. But I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just a fan <laughs> uh, after my I stop playing. But uh, I wish them all the best and I wish them to to experience some of the the memories I, I had experienced in, in the past and and uh, and if they continue the way they are now, they they will have.
2: And going back to home park, um, the grandstand is being rebuilt, and um, it's going to be open um, hopefully towards the end of the year. Uh, you know, you mentioned the crowds. Um, they've had three successive home games where they had eleven and a half thousand, ten thousand. You know, then you, the crowd against Reading. It, it's, it's a big club. If if they can get the right results, there's no reason why they can't get back into the championship, is there?
3: Right. They've done it before. Yes, of course. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 not. I think it's not it's not fair with the players if you go so far ahead. Yes. It's uh, it's not. Everybody knows it's not it's not not an easy hmm. way to do. It. You know, League Two is a hard, hard, hard uh, uh, division, and then League One is even harder. Hmm. You can experience that. You you went up and then came down, or we 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 done that. So. So the most important thing is to to have a fi- club philosophy which usually the manager sits up and to stick to this that kind of philosophy because uh, for long long term that could work because a lot of managers I think the biggest mistake they do they change during the year they start in one way and then it does there is a bad bad period and then they change and after they just losing the 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 target mm-hmm. they just they they're not gonna be the same uh, but I don't think that will happen with this manager because even if you would lose three nil I think he would still wanted to to play the ball from the back to, yes. to 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 get organized to so so I don't think I did I didn't see many games from league two but mm-hmm. I don't think any other teams would play would want to play as much as Plymouth I mean Ryan Lowe is one of those managers who'd
2: be quite happy to win games 4-3 rather than 1-0 He, he likes his team to score goals, he likes having a, attacking players um, And I'm sure he'd love to have, have somebody like you in the, uh, in the Arbel team don't you think Jack? Could you imagine Akos playing under Ryan Lowe, that would be pretty uh, good wouldn't it? That would be fantastic, we, we could do someone doing free kicks like you did <laughs> uh, on a few occasions, So that,
0: that would definitely be a, a yeah. winner yeah. um, but So what are you up to now, you mentioned your academy What, what, what else are you doing, or are you focusing on that at the moment?
3: uh the the most important job for me right now is to be a father <laughs> and uh, it's not easy <laughs> so but uh, but it's it's a beautiful job and uh, I'm doing my my coaching badges mm-hmm. uh here in the UK okay I done level 2 and level 3 and I just spoke with with Mark Jules he was uh, one of the tutor who, who was on the course, and I have a good chance to to be on next year's level four, which is m- not a bad, bad uh, yeah. level. Mm. And, uh, but I'm not impatient, so I'm, I'm, I want to stay in football, I want to be a coach, but I'm not rushing it. I'm still running the football school in my home. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coaching those, those kids who are here. Yeah. So I'm under 15's coach. Mm-hmm. I had a little taste from the, the professional football in Hungary. I was a third league coach last season. Mm-hmm. It was a good experience. But, uh, but I decided to, to be patient and uh, just go through these uh, courses. And uh, if I have the right opportunity, then I will step up.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you look back at your career, you came to Plymouth... It was a big move for you to make, but you ended up having success there and then you played in the Premier League with QPR. You, when you look back on your career, you mu- and you obviously played for your country, you, you, you must be... Are
3: you, you pleased with what you achieved in your career? If I... When I was four years old and if somebody told me that you're going to play in the Premier League and you're going to play eight years in England and three years in Portugal, I would, I yeah. would take all day long. Yeah. Of course, I had a lot of injuries and mm-hmm. I, have, I have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I had to stop playing when I was 31, yes, some players yeah. lucky enough to play until 35, 36. But some of them have to stop when they are 26 or 24. Yeah. So all together, I'm very happy. Uh, I had some great, great experience, good times. I met a lot of people, mm-hmm. I met a lot of friends. I'm still in good connection with, with the people here in Plymouth. I have some connection around London. Even in Portugal, uh, a couple of weeks ago I was in Porto and I met with the, with the, with the people I, I haven't seen for 10 years, but they, they, were, they were really, really like a family. Uh, uh, so so football is, is it's, they say, just a game, but it's much more than a game. Yeah it's it's like uh, so many things we can experience and um, and i was very lucky to to have this 10, 10 11 years behind my my uh, shoulder now and uh, and now i have a different focus in my life yes i have two two <laughs> two little human beings so i for them i have to be the most important person and enter their mom. So so this is this is something different which in a football pitch I know what I have to do. In in, in this in this case I'm not always I not, always, not, always, all, us, not yeah. all the time I know what, <laughs> what I need to do but I follow my heart. Yeah. That's that's what I've done in, in the pitch as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 it's I'm very happy to be fair. It's really nice Good. To, to, Good. to be here and, and uh, it's really nice to be at that.
2: Well, well said, uh, because being a dad is not an easy job, as you Mm. rightly say. You've done an excellent job, Akos, because while we've recorded this (laughs) podcast... Clary has been in your arms, and she's been wriggling, and she's been <laughs> making faces at me. But you'd hardly know when she was here. So she's been an excellent guest, I would say, with you, Jack, I'd probably talked more sense than a few
3: of <laughs> you have been on our podcast. You wish I would talk well.
2: But uh, but well done on managing to answer our questions <laughs> and entertain Clary at the same time. So. Um, that's excellent. So, so Jack, I mean, like I say, it's, it's been great to have Akos with us, isn't it? You know, and um, yeah,
0: I'm sure fans will be excited to listen to this podcast. So, thank you very much for making the time. And if you ever back again and want to come on the podcast, let us know. And I'm sure we'll be more than happy. I'm sure Chris will still be here.
2: Yeah, probably. Twenty <laughs> third season now, Akos covering Argyle. So uh, I've seen uh, seen lots of games, and I'm excited about this season because, as you touched on there, with with this manager and some of the players, I do, you know, touch wood, it's going to be a good season. So. Um, uh, but thanks very much for coming in to see us it's, it's much appreciated I'm sure all the fans um, will wish you well and um, hopefully in the not too distant future we'll catch up again so thank so you. thanks very much Akis. thank
3: you very much and hopefully next time when I come we're going to talk about League One so there we go
1: that was the interview with Akos Buzaki it sounded like you two guys really enjoyed that
3: one
2: well as I said to Akos um, after we've done the podcast you know when I think of my favourite Argyle players during my time and I, I try not to get too, too sort of caught up in it all but I've got to be honest Akos Pazaki was one of my favourite favourite Argyle players he was such an exciting talent and after we did the interview I and went on YouTube and looked at the uh, Norwich City mm. game that he mentioned we we had a quick look didn't we, yeah, Jack? we did. and it shows the two free kicks that he talked about in that game and uh, it was interesting having listened to him explain the thought process that went into those two free kicks, and then seeing it on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube and type in Akos Bazaki, Plymouth Norwich, you'll see the two goals for yourselves, and and then it explains his comments. But um, yeah, so it was it was it was good to have him. In. Well, that's
0: the thing. It really was a golden era for Argyle that time in the championship, pushing for the playoffs, and the championship. Which now seems mm. so far away, but at that point, I don't think. Fans really appreciate it as much as they probably wish they had, but it was a great time to be an Argyle fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, getting back to the modern-day Argyle then, yep. uh, tomorrow night, it's your favourite competition, Chris. <laughs> the, the leasing.com the- trophy. How <laughs> oh, they made it sound worse than the Check and trophy? I know. they they certainly done a job there, haven't they? <laughs> oh. uh, I imagine it'll be a game where... I've, I mean, this is the thing with this competition. The, the teams are abided to yep. go by these rules where they have to play a certain number of players from the previous weekend or that are going yeah, to play
2: this coming weekend. Or got a certain number of first team matches and things like that. It's um, a bit difficult to preview this too much because Ryan Lowe's not doing a press conference before the Bristol Rovers game. So I spoke to him briefly about it after the game against Northampton. And to be fair, his mind's more about what's happened against Northampton than against Bristol Rovers. A couple of takes from talking to him about this competition and this game. Him and Barry got to the semi-finals last year, so his basic premise is that he doesn't see the leasing.com trophy as a hindrance to a team having a successful league campaign. The league is obviously the priority, but he thinks that the two can go in hand in hand. So he isn't just going to totally disregard it and you know, say suppliers that you can. Have, I'll let you have this one off. You know, um, I'm not expecting too much from you. Whatever team he sends out, he will want them to win that game against Bristol Rovers. So, and particularly maybe coming off off the defeat against Northampton. Although it's a completely different competition, just another win will get you going before they play Oldham in the um in the league on Saturday at home park. Will Ameson, I think, almost certainly will make his first appearance for Argyle as a start. He's been an unused sub for the last couple of games. He's fit after a pelvic problem that kept him out of all of pre-season. He needs games, so this is an obvious game to put him in and see how he he gets on. Like I say, as far as I know, he's not played any practice matches or anything like that, so he's going to be short of match practice. So this is an opportunity. You would think that he would need a few games. To get himself up to speed but clearly he's somebody that Ryan Lowe, Ryan Lowe knows very well. That was an unexpectedly <laughs> complicated thing to say. Clearly someone that the manager knows. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember that for future podcasts. <laughs> yeah. and, um, so I would expect him to play. Uh, Ryan Lowe also mentioned on Saturday that Josie Baxter would start the game. He made his first start for Argyle against Reading in the Carabao Cup, did well He's still in that process of building his fitness levels up. He didn't want to uh, risk him having played him for 65 minutes against Northampton, so he was an unused sub. So Jose Baxter will will play. I'm sure, sure Josh Grant will play as well. He's played in the two Carabao Cup games, so he'll play. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the goalkeeper. You would imagine it might be Michael mm-hmm. Cooper again, although it didn't go for him that well for him last week against Reading in the Carabao Cup. Do you, do you think maybe Anthony Sargsovic as well? Was Anthony Sargsovic, yeah, is um, one of the. See, this is again, yeah, then you... he's suspended from league games, but not for the mm. for the trophy. Yeah. He's got one more left, isn't he? So he's got Anthony Sarsovic suspended for the older Olden game games. on Saturday. So it would make sense, wouldn't it, to give Anthony Sarsovic a game just to keep him ticking over while he's out. So you're looking at, you know, Cooper, Josh Grant, Will Ameson, Jose Baxter, Anthony Sarcevic, and then you're sort of, you yeah. know, piecing the team together from there. I you know, I'd be surprised if uh, Zach Rudden played, I think he would perhaps need a, a need a break after three games in eight days. Ryan Taylor you're not gonna risk because he's got this foot problem that seems to be an ongoing issue. So, you know, but what are you gonna do up front, are they gonna um play probably Byron Moore, who came on as a sub against Northampton who looked sharp. Uh, you could perhaps pair him with George Cooper who sort of did the same sort of thing on Saturday. So you can sort of piece together yeah. the team that Argonne are gonna play. So it's not going to be the team that's necessarily started the league games, but it's you know it's when the names league. that we've given there. Well, it's that's, a strong that's, squad, that's, isn't that's it? That's still so a reasonably strong, yeah. strong team without adding filling in the blanks as we go along. And there's been so many games recently; you have to rest some players that just are yeah. dead on their legs. And yeah. you know, to me, I'd be resting somebody like Danny May. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see if he does or he doesn't. I mean, this will be game number nine in 33 days, and you know, when you've got a reasonable sized squad, even accounting for a few injuries, I think. A bit of squad rotation. I know it sounds ridiculous for a League two squad, a team, but you know, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. what do you,
0: what do you think? We well, yeah, there are these players that have come in. You know, George Cooper. Yeah, we were all he pretty impressed games. with that signing, but he needs, he needs games. games, and I, I, think they're all good players that could push the first. You know, the, these aren't a the second team, but they could push the players that are currently in the first team, and and that's what I think Argov lacked the last few years. And admittedly, they're in League One level. But I think Adam's always wanted to have that sort of competition with places. But I I think we'd all agree that they weren't quite good enough, the ones that sort were of pushing those. I guess this in the is... First team. But this this team, I, I yeah. think, will be.
1: And this is also the evolution of Argyle under Ryan Lowe, isn't it? This is where the, the old guard kind of mm-hmm. gradually fall by as the, he starts bringing in the players that he wants for the club. And, and,
0: you know, if you're if you're George Cooper or if you're Jose Baxter or Josh Grant and you know i have come off a 3-1 defeat and yeah. you can get in the manager's mind by playing mm-hmm. well in this game... And then, yeah. Stay in his mind for Oldham on Saturday—it's a oh, perfect yeah. chance, and you've got to be hungry for that. And I'm sure they all are. They've not come down to play, to be in this Ryan Lowe team and be on the bench. You're right. going to want to play in that style of football. Mm. You're going to want to get goals. You're going to get minutes and try and get some league action. And this—it's
2: the perfect chance, isn't it? I
1: always it? feel that you've, we've heard that almost from Ryan Lowe in pre-season. Mm. He always said, if players play well, then they're going to—they're going to play games. Yeah,
2: so. and it is only a trophy game, but Jack's right. I would agree, particularly Aimson Baxter and Josh Grant. You know. Go out there, and George Cooper. They mm-hmm. all need games they, to get their way into the team. They're going to have to impress the manager. You know, they're not going to get masses of chances, um, but when they get their opportunities, they need to go and prove their ability. I mean, you know, George Cooper. We can just discuss very briefly, but on paper, that is a great signing. You know, he is a, a top-end League One player, maybe even with the ability to play in the Championship. Um, it hasn't worked out for him at Peterborough for whatever reason. You know, probably. Part of it is, you know, he isn't a Darren Ferguson type player. Darren Ferguson always plays with that diamond in, in midfield, and, and maybe George Cooper hasn't fitted into that because they've got Marcus Madison to <laughs> play the, uh, the attacking role, and Marcus Madison's one of the best players, yeah. in the EFL on his day, isn't yeah. he? So Cooper's not getting the game because Madison's got his spot. He can't play those two sort of central midfield positions, the the sort of behind the, the top of the diamond, so. He is a quality player, but you could see on Saturday against Northampton, he he was rusty. There's there's no two ways about it. His touch and everything was rusty. Josie Baxter was a bit like that, but he is getting there. You could see against Reading last week, he is getting there. He's going to be able to dictate games. But that's what I said earlier in the podcast. There's so many players at the moment, it feels like they need games, they need games, they need to stay injury-free, they need a run of games... There's, there's very few players that are in the team at the moment and that's settled. And, you yeah. know, Danny Murray is one of them. But you look through the rest of the team, and I suppose the defenders have, have stayed fit and, and healthy. But the, the attacking players, um, there's been all sorts of injuries and ins and outs and, and what have
0: you. I think with the attacking option, there's limited options that Ryan Lowe's got. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's spoken about possibly three players departing today. Mm-hmm. Maybe Fletcher's one of them who's not been in the team. So maybe he won't be available tomorrow, possibly. So with the injuries you've got, you're looking at what? One or two players possibly so, so already up front they've struggled a bit haven't they with fitness so well, I, was, I was
1: gonna say i mean a lot was made of the player availability that ryan lowe had at berry last year are you yeah. surprised that what, hasn't really worked what, so what i'd well, be interested to know is how
0: how he sort of calculated that 97 percent because you know he talks very uh, openly mm. about whipping players off before they get injured so does that count towards a 97 percent? does it then not i don't know how that number is formulated but he's very keen and I think it's a, f- a bit flipped with Derek Adams, from what I what I know that Ryno trusts the player, and if the player doesn't feel comfortable to play. He'll say to know Rhino will whip him off very quickly, won't he?" Mm. Whereas I don't, I don't get the impression Adams didn't really like players getting injured and would we'll no. try and. Well, not. there was
1: that issue with Oscar Threlkeld. I remember that springs to mind. Where he came back too early. And, and it,
0: it's was just so a different style, but you ninety-seven know, percent was ridiculously high anyway. Yeah, that's very, that's very rare. That will happen. I mean, Don Telford
2: was injured the other game, and I remember Ryno saying he wanted to stay stay on. I took him off. He said exactly the same thing about Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor wanted to stay on. No, I took him off. So he he errs on the side of caution when it comes to to these things. They they have had a lot of hamstring issues. I mean, what can you do? I mean, Mm. sometimes things happen, sometimes they don't. But I think all the strikers have pretty much had a hamstring problem, haven't they? Joel Grant, Byron Moore, uh, Don Telford. Ryan Lowe's, you know, uh, Ryan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's terrible having a manager what, Ryan, isn't it? Every time you do it, you have to give me five quid, <laughs> I'll, I'll be quid's in, right? Um, all the attacking players, the, the strikers have had uh, injury agree, issues. Yeah. Um, so it's you know, hopefully it's one of these things they're just gonna. Sometimes you do have spells and you'll you'll get through it, but I'm sure they'll be addressing it. You know, um, the, Ryan Lowe, the manager. Um, <laughs> It's got a lot of faith in John Lucas, the fitness and conditioning coach. I hope to be able to speak to him at some point. It'll be very interesting to talk to him because he's a very much a trusted lieutenant yeah. of uh, Ryan Lowe, and it'd be interesting to hear him and, and how he approaches um, player fitness, player rehabilitation, preventative measures to stop players getting injuries and things like that. But it's yeah, it's not it's, it's been a decent start to the season for Argyle, but there's there's there is a lot of uncertainty around a lot of players. You know that are. Lacking games, coming back from injuries, have had injury problems. It would be nice if that just settled down a bit. Mm. Um, it will help, of course, once this mad rush of games at the start of the season finishes. You know, Next Tuesday is going to be the first Tuesday since the start of pre season where Argyle will not have a game. So uh, you know, we'll play Oldham on Saturday at Home Park and then you've got a clear week till uh, Port Vale away. After that, though, there's another Tuesday game against Crawley uh, on a Tuesday night. And you've got a couple more group games in the in the trophy coming up, so it it is hectic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, it really it is. is. It really is a hectic time. Absolutely. If, I mean, it flies
0: by, though. But it's it's, it's just. It, I think it's worth the Ryan Lowe being cautious, isn't it, and taking them off. Certainly, at this early stage. And rather well, than being, yeah. out, you know, trying to play through it and then being out for a month, two months, Ooh. I'd much rather they're out for a fortnight. And then came back, you know, and with the likes of Ryan Taylor, you've got to be careful with him, haven't you? He's yeah. had so many injuries and I don't blame anyone for being cautious about him. You know, he, Ryan Lowe sees something in him, thinks he can get 20 goals, he said in pre-season, whether he will or not, who knows, but he obviously sees something in him and you've got to be careful and that's that's just a sensible option.
1: Absolutely. And then on Saturday, of course, back to lead Two action and Oldham. Oldham,
2: who are coming to home park. home park. Um, Oldham obviously signed Ashley Smith-Brown on loan from Argyle, but... He won't play for Argyle against Argyle in that game. So um, they don't appear to have had the best to start. We're early in the week, so I haven't really checked too much on on Oldham, but Argyle have been strong at home park so Mm. far this season. As as Ryan Lowe said in that uh, great behind the scenes video that Sky Bet did, you know, when he was in the dressing room before the Bristol Rovers game, and he told the players, hey, we're not going to lose many games here, get used to that. And that Argyle do definitely need, I think, to be very strong at home this season. Make sure that you know if they do have the odd blip away from home. When they come up against a team that are really fired up, really getting their faces like Northampton, that it's not the end of the world if you don't get the wins. If if they're really strong at home, like Ryan Lowe wants them to be, then that should carry them. Quite a long way this and It's week. like a snowball,
0: isn't it? The crowds have been attending in good numbers, and, uh, and with the type of football that's on display, I'm sure that's going to continue, and that can only be a good thing as well. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, while well, nice well, well, Chris this is his broken phone, with, uh,
1: we'll, we'll call a halt to the show. <laughs> All so, in one like, piece, don't indeed. matter. Well, good, good. <laughs> right, well, thanks for joining me, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed the Aquas Buzaki interview as well, and we'll be back with more of the same next week. Thanks for listening, bye bye.